Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast, the podcast where two youth group leaders try to figure out how to do youth group better. My name is Chris Morphew, and I'm an author, youth group leader, and school chaplain here in Sydney, Australia. And as always, joining me from, no, not Melbourne, from Sydney, yeah. is author, speaker, and youth leader, Tom French. How are you doing, Tom? I'm well. Thank you, Chris. How are you? Good. Did you like how I tried out doing a counter melody I, to the theme music? I did. So it didn't matter so much if it was out of time. I really enjoyed it. We'll see it. how that works when I listen back to it. Yeah, that was really um, good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Speaking of listening back to things yeah. and having regrets, can I start this week's podcast <laughs> with a, an apology? Not a celebration. Apologies before celebrations. Um, we apologize first and then we celebrate second. That's biblical. Um this is an apology um, to Ruth Lee, faithful podcast listener Ruth Lee, um, and also to everyone who listened to last week's show. So Ruth um, sent me a text saying, your innuendo filter scream may or may not have caused me to jump in my seat as I was driving <laughs> and listening to the podcast yesterday. Um, so I would like to apologize for my innuendo filter, not for the functioning of the filter, which I think we can all agree was top-notch. Functioned very well. But for the fact that the filter... Um, manifested itself <laughs> in the form of me screaming loudly and without warning into the microphone. Um, so sorry, Ruth. Sorry, Ruth. sorry all podcast listeners. Um, and I'm going to work on a better innuendo filter for future episodes of the podcast. So there you go. <laughs> and now that the apology, do you have anything to apologize for this week, Tom? No, no, nothing to apologize for this week. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that the apologies are out of the way, um, we can celebrate um, because it is a very special birthday episode of the podcast. Tom. What? Um, should we should we retire that joke now that the podcast is nineteen? It, I or don't, should no, we... it doesn't retire till at least sixty five. I think. Okay. Well, I'll hold you to it then. <laughs> um, but happy nineteenth birthday, Tom. That's great. <laughs> Sorry, it's like happy nineteenth birthday, Tom. That's great. All right, let's keep going. We're done. That's. <laughs> I blame myself for initiating the gag, but um, I feel like if I've got sick of it, surely the listeners are done. But you apparently haven't. So I think great. I think we might we might head into that valley of the joke where it's not funny for the next you know forty times, but it will start to get funny again after that. But you've got to stay committed then- to it. We've only got a few left before it retires, so anyway, we'll work on it. Um, I also have an email, Tom. An email? This is like two in two weeks. People have been emailing us at Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast at gmail.com, probably partly because A, we've been asking direct questions, and B, we've been telling people that they can, in fact, email us at Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. What is it? This one is from Alex Bradstreet who says, Hi, guys. Love the pod. Here's a multi-part email. Wow. Number one, surely Rob the Nest is a requirement for bird games. It seems Um, seems that way. We did it, and I'll have more to say when I'm discussing bird games, which I do have some reflections on, but let's not preempt that. (laughs) Number two, Low-key worried about the amount of coughs on the show. Sponsorship option from a cough syrup company? Yeah. We can um, 
Well, yeah, maybe, but maybe if that doesn't work, then they don't want to sponsor us. You know, that's true. Well, like they, I've heard that that like cost syrup doesn't do a lot. I don't know if that's true, but that's that's a thing I've heard along the great. Well, if any cough syrup companies are out there listening and would like to send us some free samples, and then we can let you know. Yeah, that feels like it could be the start of a beautiful advertising partnership we have multiple dozens of listeners we do i would say multiple dozens so and we had a huge download month in may looking at our stats giant would you say several dozens or is that getting a bit ahead several, of several several dozens yeah i don't know i mean i don't like what's a dozen a dozen is 12 two dozen is 24 we have more than 24 people who listen to this show so is three several? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, there you go. Several <laughs> dozens of listeners. This concludes analytics chat. Um, now, the third part of the email is an actual um, question that we may want to uh, discuss a little right. more. Any advice on training up new leaders and on how to get the wider church more invested in the life of the youth? Uh. Can I um can I disclose a connection here? Because mm-hmm. I know Alex. Alex mm-hmm. is one of the leaders, not of my youth group, but of one maybe as a sister youth group, perhaps. Like they were part of our youth group, and then they left to start their own youth group. Oh, these are the ones. These that are the ones. We had the reunion special last. Yeah, week, yeah. Is that right? So we we had youth group right. together last week, and we're going to do it again next week. Um, and so and we chat kind of regularly about um how you train leaders and get and and the like so i think alex hears from me a lot i mean unless she she might be asking so that everyone can hear but why don't you tell me chris what do you do for training leaders and getting the church involved uh Sorry, I was distracted when you referred to Alex as she, and I wondered if I had at some point assumed he. I don't think you and did. So if I no. if I misgendered anybody, I'd like to issue another apology. <laughs> I'll get it out of the way now, so we can go straight to celebrating next episode. Um, but anyway, uh, advice on training up new leaders. It is still something that I am trying to figure out, and I think part of the reason for that is that historically we have struggled to have uh, like healthy critical mass of leaders in our youth group and what that's meant is that i have um i have been so busy making things happen that i haven't really had time to invest in the leaders which is not healthy because it means that the leaders are more likely to burn out or not really feel equipped to do what they're doing. Mm. Um, the other thing that's a bit uh, like interesting about our youth group is that most of the leaders currently are not your typical, you know, 18 to 25 year old, you know, f- like young inexperienced youth leaders. They are, if not experienced, youth leaders at least experienced adults and so there's a lot of just kind of they'll jump in and have a go at stuff um with that kind of wisdom of age that doesn't like it's not the same as having like specific youth ministry experience but they you know they've been familiarized with the school of life and so that 
kind of helps. And my our one kind of 18 to 25 year old youth leader that we currently have has grown up in the youth group and has sort of, I think, absorbed everything that I would want to teach her just by osmosis and is now an excellent youth leader. <laughs> so uh, all that to say, I don't really know, but I'm hoping that part of the solution is we've got a new um, staff member coming on board at church who is going to be uh, primarily a youth and young adults person. And so my hope is that she will be able to, like as she and I kind of share the load a bit more of some of the stuff that I've been doing, that we'll both be freed up to be a bit more intentional about being like, how can we offer better training? How Mm. can we offer better um, kind of pathways into just feeling a bit more like you know what you're doing when you show up at youth group. The other thing to say is I am not a, like I'm only accidentally a youth leader myself. Like my training is in primary teaching. I love doing stuff with, like I love doing youth ministry, but it's not a thing that I, like I feel like I'm making it up as I go. Um, And so even though Alex has probably heard everything you'd want to say on this, I haven't. (laughs) Um, and I would love to, right. as would our uh, multiple dozens of other listeners, I'm sure. Yeah, well, let me tell you then. <clears throat> I'll tell you a bunch of things that I've tried. Uh, I, I, I feel like I'm not quite doing enough that I'd like to do at the moment, partly because my issue is I feel like I'm trying to figure out how, how do you train leaders that you're not adding extra too much extra stuff into their life because – like you, most of my leaders are not uh, young 20-somethings who have a lot of spare time, and even the 20-somethings don't have a lot of spare time. So I'm trying to figure out how, how we do training in a way that works. Um, but things that I have done, uh, well, one, we have like one weekend a year that we do, or one day a year where we go to a training event together, um, which is the Ridley Children's and Youth Ministry Training Day, which happens uh in March every year and you can do that online and that's been really good for us. We do, we have done in the past watched videos that I've made and said, I'll oh, watch the video, then we'll discuss it next week. And that worked for the weeks that we did have videos and then COVID happened and then I had a baby. And so there's currently a half made series on small group leading on my YouTube channel. So if I ever finish that, can you put the links to these things yep. in the show, in the notes, show Tom? notes? I'll put them in the show notes. Yep. I can do that. Um, Great. Uh, but um, one thing that, that I'm... I don't really understand how show notes work, but it seems like you do. I so know how to sh- know I'm going to assume that from now on I can say the link to that will be in the show notes and then I <laughs> can add more admin trust that it'll life. Um, yeah, another thing, a thing that I'm planning on doing now because I've not been that good at making videos, but I still think the video thing works, is there's uh, still on the Ridley train, there's a Ridley, uh, Ridley certificate subject which i think is free on youth ministry that you can do online and so i'm thinking we might watch cool. one of those videos a week and then chat about them at youth leaders meetings so then we've got training happening every week um another thing that i'm thinking about doing is i'm writing a book on how to be a youth leader so i might just we might read a chapter each week and that will partly mean that we're getting trained in all the things that i think youth leaders should know and also they'll be able to be like that chapter was terrible and I get to go and rewrite it. So that helps me with my writing at the same time 
but you can't do that until that book is released and it's been fixed. So I'm so looking forward to reading that <laughs> book and then finally I can learn how to be a youth leader. Yeah. I mean, the podcast has been good, but I feel like getting a solid, you know, hit of all of your wisdom all is going to be very well i don't know maybe you're saving some of it for the i'm i'm learning stuff myself i'm like that's a good idea i should do that so i write it down on in the book so it is the best youth leader advice that i've got even if it's not the advice that i have done in the past i'm getting better as a youth leader just as i think about what i think people should do anyway let's let's get going because we've got you know lots to do um in terms of like getting the church involved Some of the things I've done is I've gotten people from the congregation who have been, who, you know, have expertise in various areas to come and help train the leaders. So in the past, I've had people who are counselors and working with youth in um, uh, like mental health stuff come and spend an evening with the youth leaders. Um, I've had like associate, I've had an associate past come and do training for us. Uh, sometimes I've done a weekend away and got people to come and do things and that's been really helpful. I've got a weekend away booked in for next year where we'll do more training. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah, so that's another thing. And the last thing that I have done in the past, which I don't do now, but I, because sometimes we've all been in one church, which has been helpful is everyone's wanting, wants to be in a small group and that's good. We've had a youth leader small group and that means you can do the Bible study before you might do the Bible study or do you can, you know, do this things that you're going to do in youth group before you do the youth group and do them at a young adult level rather than do it at a youth level. And so you're prepared for the week and you can cover youth group stuff. So they're all different things I've done. And some of them I'm still doing a little bit of, and some of them I'll get better at. Oh, also, and just doing stuff like I'm just like, go have a try. And I'll join people up with people who know what they're doing Um or and we might try a thing and then debrief a bit later. I'm, I particularly would do that with talks, but I want to do that a bit more with things that aren't talks, just like games and emceeing and all the rest. So mm. there you are. There's a speed run on youth leader training, most of which I've tried or I'm planning to try, and none of which I'm doing as well as I could be right now. Sounds good. Links are in the show um, notes. To some of those Great. things. I, I do think that how do you get other people more enthusiastic about like building connections with the youth is such like, to me, I find that a little tricky to know where to start sometimes because you find people asking questions like, so how do I talk to them? Do you have any advice for talking to them? And it's like, well, do you know how to talk to people? Cause they're people. So you just, Think about what you would do for a person and then do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think your um, your advice in your previous book, Talks That Don't Suck, about like never trying to be cooler than you are, I think that's kind of half the battle. If we can just like get people in the headspace of these are real people, you don't like if you try to impress them, you won't because they are cooler than you. Even just by virtue of being 14, even if they are objectively not cooler than you, <clears throat> they are in their own mind. Um, <laughs> and so that helps. And the other thing that I, my catch cry at church at the moment is that the youth are not the future of our church. They are the present of our church. 
and people are like, yeah, right on. Yeah. So how do I talk to them again? So we're working on it. I'm not really sure. Um, but learn, I'll, if learn I, their names. When I read your book, I'll let you know what it says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just say learn, learn someone's names, ask them how they're going, just ask a lot of questions. Sometimes youth, yeah. uh, particularly younger youth, because, you know, they're still learning how to relate to people. Uh, I mean, we all still are, but they're not that good at asking you questions back. But if you don't have an expectation that you're going to have a conversation mm. where they ask questions back, then you'll be fine. Just ask questions. How are you going? Honestly, I think that is the biggest thing, taking an interest. If you take an interest, yeah, that's like 80% of the thing. There is a new-ish uh, youth leader at our youth group, and I mentioned to him, recently like i just had noticed like he's so good at taking an interest there will be you know youth talking to him about all kinds of stuff some of which i know he is not in an objective sense very interested in (laughs) and yet because he cares for the youth he takes an interest he asks follow-up questions Mm. he engages with them on whatever they want to talk about and it like they really connect really well with him because he just ex- like exudes care for them and care about the things that they care about. Mm. Yeah, I I, I want to be like him when I grow up. Same. Yeah. Great. It's a bit hard on Friday night when you're really tired, but I think that's the, that's the aim. <laughs> um, speaking of Friday nights, how was youth group on Friday night, Tom? Uh, now that we're 18 minutes into our 30-minute podcast. Well... Well, we had Alex and her youth group with our youth group, which was pretty fun. And we had parents from her youth group and my youth group there. And to so there was a lot going on. Uh, there was a lot of people. how did they spend the money? Yeah, we'll that get there. We'll get really there. What I want to so, know. but I'll I'll go through the other stuff really quick. We uh, the parents had a session from a group called Big Kids Table. Links in the show notes if you want to follow them on Instagram. They're oh, great. Man. You have a lot to remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, have to go back through the episode and figure out all the stuff I've promised to put in the show notes. Um, talks that don't suck. I'll put that in the show. Okay. Um, well, uh, what am I saying? Oh, yeah. Parents came and they got taught them how to talk to their youth, young people about sex, which was just really, really good stuff. And they ran a great session. I, really, I would recommend them if you are in Melbourne land. Um, and, yeah, we had dinner together. We had pizzas from Costco, which had, had giant pizza pieces, it turns out. We played a game together, all the youth, which was we played a bit of Captain's Coming because I thought we'd do a bit of throwback. And we played uh, Wink Murder, but it wasn't Wink Murder because we were doing throwback primary school game so i called it wink poison and people just had to vomit rather than get murdered i don't think that's actually a primary school thing but i thought it was funny myself having you <laughs> pretending to vomit everywhere and we actually did a thing where i was running the game and i was kind of walking around the outside just watching what was going on and then the last round i was the wink poisoner and that the poor girl who had to pick it that it was me had no idea and i got almost the entire group before she ran out of guesses. And I felt very pleased with myself, but really it was a little bit mean. But everyone but her had a good time and then I felt a bit bad afterwards. So 
I'm I'm not sure if it was a success or a failure, but it was quite enjoyable being successful at that game. But then we had small groups. Sorry, was that too loud? I noticed your eyes were like, wow. Uh, well, I hope, hope Ruth didn't had, crash the car. Yeah, I just hope Ruth didn't <laughs> crash is my only... Anyway, I... Um, Ask me at the end of the uh, podcast because I have solved our uh, innuendo filter problem. Okay. Um, I've made a purchase. Oh, good, good. Um, and it's going to come in time for next week's podcast. I'm glad that you've been. But anyway. <laughs> been listening to what I'm saying. I'm fully saying engaged. While you're shopping on Amazon while I talk. You're like. It's for the sake of not letting. Look. In the long run, it's good news because it means you're not going to have to go back and spend hours and hours editing out all your innuendos yeah. because I'm just going to uh, censor them for you. Okay, good. So then we had small groups, which I didn't get to attend because I went and hung out with the parents, but I got reports back on how the youth spent the money and it was kind of fascinating. So they got $20 last week. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, they got $20 to go and spend on whatever they felt God was leading them to. And the oldest group, only two of them spent it. And one of them spent it by, um, well, no, one of them just gave it back to me and she was like, it's not my money. I can't spend it. You need to give it back to the person who gave it to us. And so that was her choice. Another one spent it on getting into youth group to pay for uh, him and his sister. Um, And then there was money left over there. And then another one, uh, of our young people just uh, they bought Bluetooth headphones and Apple Crumble for their family, which is great. I'm really pleased with those purchases. Bluetooth headphones for themselves and Apple Crumble yeah. for their family? Yeah, I think it was like $15 okay. Bluetooth headphones from Kmart and $5 Apple Crumble. You know, a quarter of the money is spent on other people. Fantastic. I love it. And that was it. The rest of them just held on to it because, like, spending cash is really hard these days when you when you have a life that's full of, sport and school and and how do you and if you're like i want to give it to charity how do you just send cash to a charity that's tough i hadn't even thought about the cash part cash but that's a whole other cash level. is a problem it turns out yeah um so i'm not quite sure how to solve that because you can't just transfer 20 dollars to every youth that would be an administration nightmare and might not even work like uh, yeah, anyway, so then as as we got into the younger groups, they seemed to spend it a bit more. Um, so some youth just, like, gave it away to charity. Um, they, like, found a – I think they probably found either – I don't exactly know how it works, but I think some might have given it to their parents. Their parents donated for them. Some, are, like, just put in the box that you find at different stores. One one kid's dad borrowed it off him to give to his sister so his sister could go to the movies, and I'm not sure if it ever got paid back. So that's a good lesson in life. Um, and then the younger youth all spent almost all of it and mostly bought sugar, I think. So so that's pretty good. But one... Uh, for others or just well, for themselves? One, I think there was plenty of sugar for themselves, but one young person uh, spent money on sugar for others. She bought the stuff to make... Um, like slice or brownies uh, for people in a retirement home that our, awesome. our church is connected to. And then she went and delivered it uh, to the people there. So that was great. So it was just a, it was a really interesting exercise and, uh, and it's going to keep kind of happening because we're going to keep finding out over the weeks how people do spend it because those who didn't spend it 
we'll have to keep reporting back. Mm. There was one youth who was away and we handed it to him at church this Sunday. And he was like, oh, no, please don't give me this because now he's got the responsibility to spend it. So it was really interesting, uh, really fun, practical uh, experiment. And um, hopefully it's rememberable. And, uh, yep. Now now I've got a cough, sponsors. Um, While Tom's coughing, I just want to say – I'm still really interested in doing this with my youth group. And I, I feel as though the results would be as mixed as yours, Tom. Yeah. But um, I'm keen. I think it's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. I think it's super interesting. Yeah. I'm glad we did it. I want to try it again in the future when I've solved the cash problem. Yeah. I would love to hear what the revised version of this is because I feel like you've probably – I imagine there's a few things that you might say differently about how, like what it's for and some caveats that you might want to put on. Or maybe not. Maybe you just go, it's total free for all and see what happens. Maybe you need to respect the purity of the experiment. I I don't don't know. know. We'll see. All right, Chris, 25 minutes. Tell me, how is your youth group? Well, so there's, uh, there are a number of youth from our youth group that also go to my school and I was, talking to one of them and one of her friends today and the friend was talking about like really enthusiastically about like what they did at their youth group last week and then the girl from my youth group just shoots me this look and says we did bird games (laughs) which was the vibe of bird games um i we did play Rob the Nest. That was one of our two games, but it was Rob the Nest with the addition of two angry mother ducks who were guarding the oh, nest. Good. Um, and they had the large rubberized duck masks that I sent you a picture of last Friday night. I'll put one on my Instagram mm. at Chris Morphew uh, if anyone would care to take a look um, and maybe scare off anyone from sending their children to our youth group. <laughs> but I promise we're not a cult, even though we sometimes wear animal masks. Um, And so a certain type of youth really got into that game. Everyone, I feel as though, even though the game only like 70% worked, it was one of those games where I had the bits and I just found myself standing there staring at the empty hall an hour before youth group started and, went, okay, so how are these bits going to go together into a game exactly? (laughs) But we got there. It's 70% worked, but I think 100% of the people thought it was worth the price of admission to watch their friends wearing the duck masks. And so a good prop will get you a long way. Um, And I, I realized that our youth group is actually really great at just rolling with the, uh, variation in quality in our youth group nights (laughs) and so i reckon we are about like 60 to 70 percent four stars and then we're about 20 percent five stars and about 10 to 15 percent one to two stars (laughs) and i think this was probably closer to a two-star game than a four-star game 
but they rolled with it and everyone enjoyed the masks. The masks. So it was fine. It was fun. A, a number of the um, very exuberant year 11 boys thought it was the best thing we'd done in ages. So, you know, something for everybody in yeah. the group. Um, and then the other game was ping pong, which I believe at our meeting we'd had some way that we were going to make it bird-themed, but no one could remember. And so it was just ping pong. So that was that. Um, ping pong. And then we talked about um, Jesus's arrival in the big story of the Bible and the aforementioned 18 to 25-year-old youth leader did a really great talk that made me super proud that someone who's come up in our youth group is capable of sharing the gospel yeah. in a clear way. That was really great. Um, you see, I only give you a, a, a demographic age range for my youth <laughs> because unlike you, Tom, I don't want to dox our volunteers in a public forum. Um, but anyway. Well, from now on, he'll be the 26 to 28-year-old leader. Great. Um, that's good to know. Nobody go back and pay attention to the other crumbs that Tom has left about his life, please. Um, all right. Yeah. So it was, it was a standard youth group night. Um, and now if you ever want to borrow some duck masks, I have two. Um, they're pretty cool. Links in the description if you want to borrow the duck masks. That's not, I mean, you can put that in the show notes if you want. Oh, the show notes. I don't know how the show notes work. So that's. That's on you. Um, how about next week, Tom? What are you doing next, next week? week? The reason why I'm in Sydney is because my mother is turning 70, so I'm up here for a 70th birthday party, uh, which just happened to fall on the long weekend for the king's birthday, and we're good monarchists at my my uh, youth group, so we're taking the week off. It's actually happening not because of that. It was fortunate timing. Um, we're taking the week off because it's a long weekend and because – the, after this week, the week after, you know, the one after the week off, we're having Big Kids Table back to talk to the youth about sex, mm. and that and that would normally be our last week of term. But because I didn't want to leave it on a night talking about sex with a group of outsiders when we didn't have space to debrief the week after just with yeah, ourselves, I yeah. thought let's add an extra week on the end, and we'll take a week off beforehand, and the long weekend makes sense yep. to do it. Um, and so this is a week off. So I will have nothing to talk about next week, except maybe my mother's birthday party if you want to debrief that. I look that. forward to hearing all yep. about it. I How about you, Chris? Very much. Um, well, I it is escape room night on Friday, yes. um, which sure did seem like a great idea at the time we planned out all our, our ideas for the term. Now that I come to trying to put together an escape room, um, which I realized given the size of our youth group, I need to create like four copies of it. So everything I need, I need four mm. of it. So that's been interesting. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> We're going to aim for one of the four to five star ones rather than one of the one to two great. star ones. That's always the yep, aim. Do that. Um, so that's exciting. Um, and then we're going to talk about the cross. Um, because all through this series that we've been doing this term, the tension has been how can God be the near and good God who promises to forgive sin um, and welcome us home to himself and the huge and holy God Mm. who promises to judge sin and bring justice to the world. 
how can God get rid of all the evil in his creation without getting rid of us? Um, and the answer is the cross, and so that's what we're going to talk about. Oh, I love um, it. So I'm looking forward to that. I like um, it how you've got a whole is... term, like you've got a, a narrative arc to your term. That's nice. This is in my head. I don't know whether it's in anybody else's head, um, but, you know, if anyone asked me what we did, that is what I thought <laughs> we were going to do. So um, maybe we'll ask the youth and see if they can remember any of yeah. that by the end of the term. That's always There's always a bit of a gap between what I think we did and what they think mm. we did, so we'll see. I feel like there was some other thing that I wanted to raise with you today, Tom, but we're already the, into our 33rd minute You did say I had to ask you about the podcast. innuendo thing that you ordered while I was pouring my heart Oh, out. yeah. Um, do you ever listen to the Hamish and Andy podcast? Sometimes. Not that often, but yes. I've heard of well, them. Well, inspired by them, I've got us a little bell, ah. like one of those little um, like call bells yeah. from the front desk. Yeah, yeah. And so anytime you are on the verge of an innuendo, I'm just going to ding the bell. Good. I like it. We'll see. And that'll either stop you from doing the innuendo or when you go back and feel like you need to edit the audio, it'll give you a nice like spiky yeah. ding in the audio that you can go and figure out what you need to cut out. So I feel like perfect. It, kind of works yeah. both Look ways. Look forward to the ding, everyone. Well, on that note, <laughs> I think it's time to fade up the music. All right, I can do that. I can press that button. I'm excited. Wait until you see this beautiful bell that I've bought. It's not just a plain old silver one. It's the cheapest one they had, which turned out to be highly decorative. <laughs> so I've got bad news for you, Chris. The music's not playing. It's not. I tried it again. It's not. It's just Tom. I can't. I can't make it work. Okay. It's just. I'm. Just okay. imagine this well, playing I'm again. Pretend. Oh no! The music's getting too loud. Time to go. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast. Send us an email at Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast at gmail.com. For more about Tom French, go to tomfrench.com.au or check the link in the show notes. And go, go to Chris and go in there too. ChrisMoffy.com. Nailed it again. Yeah, I think I think the music's definitely finished now. That's good. <laughs>